how would you like to have your coaching or consulting offer promoted to our list of 230,000 plus subscribers? Well, this month, we're having a contest we're calling the Shout Out of a Lifetime. There will be one grand prize winner plus 60 other winners with our total prize giveaways valued at over $50,000. Here's the best part. Even if you don't win one of the prizes, you'll be eligible to receive warm intros to other influencers in your niche who are interested in partnering with you to promote your coaching program. And the better part? You can increase your chances of winning by simply sharing the contest to other coaches and consultants you know. Just go to growthtools.com forward slash free to enter. One of our top marketing tweaks, optimizations we made in quarter two of this year uh, was to one of the most important pages on our site. That's the page in which people schedule demo calls with us to talk about our coaching program. Uh, And the way that works, basically, people uh, are interested in hiring us to coach them. We primarily focus on course creators that already have a little traction, but they're frustrated and a little bit overwhelmed with how to continue growing their business and they want a coach to come in and help them and create a plan for them and hold them accountable and give them clarity. Anyway, so the way that works is uh, they eventually come to a page where they are able to schedule a call with us. And on that page to schedule the call, they answer a handful of questions and then they pick a time and schedule it. And then within a day or two, they have the call. So we had never really spent a lot of time optimizing that page, which seems kind of silly in hindsight, but we just hadn't. So this last quarter, uh, our director of marketing, Drew, uh, made several changes to that page that had a huge impact on uh, sales. So uh, in this episode, a little bit different episode, I get on uh, Zoom with Drew and we talked about that. He kind of walked through his methodology. And if you run a coaching business or sell high ticket items of any sort, um, and sell them on the phone, you definitely want to listen to this episode. And if not, you might just listen and pick that up because at some point in the future, you might. So hope this helps you. And uh, let me know on Twitter, Harris underscore Brian. Hit me up. Let me know how this helped. Okay. So our number one marketing win from last quarter was uh, tweaking, auditing, and adjusting the questions we ask people when they go to book a consultation call with us. So our sales funnel buyer's journey of becoming a client of ours is um, one of the final endpoints of it is you come to our site, you're interested in hiring us to coach you. So you book a call to talk with our, one of our enrollment people to see if it's a good fit and ask questions and, and start your marketing plan. And then if it is, you, you hire us and we start working together. That point of booking a call with us um, there's a couple things we want to do. One, we don't want to, we don't want to fill up our calendars with people who aren't good fits at all because we don't want to waste their time or our time. So we want to get ideally internal goal, get people that are really qualified and really interested and cut out tire kickers. And also we want the process of booking a call ideally to get people to kind of on the verge between those two things to kick over to being a best fit client versus a tire kicker. So I'm talking a lot here, but (laughs) one of the things you did this quarter drew was to tweak the, questions we ask in that call booking form and it had a big result. So let me maybe ask you this question. Uh, what did you do and what, what was the result? Let's go to the end point. So what was the win that we experienced in Q2 as a result of tweaking those questions that we ask when you book a call? Yeah. The, so our booking to SQL rate. So this is like SQL sales qualified lead. These are people who actually like, get pitched on the phone by our sales team. So they're qualified leads that the sales team talks to. Um, we track our, our total book calls versus how many become SQLs. That percentage 
the previous three weeks to making this change was at 15%, um, which was a, a drop for us. And then the three weeks after this change, and it stayed pretty steady throughout the quarter, uh, it was 21.3%. Um, so five, six, six point three percent uh, jump on our, our SQL rate, which we, we estimated that 72 new clients or 575,000 in new revenue um, over the course of a year. So maybe the first question to ask is how do you measure the effectiveness of your call booking process? So if you have a business that relies on sales calls and somebody booking that call, then one of the number one things that we found this quarter that to pay attention to is the effectiveness of that application process or the booking process. And the number one way we measure that is what is the percentage of people that book a call that become a qualified lead. And, and right now we define a qualified lead as someone who we pitch because if, if we get on the call and we never offer the program, offer our services to them, then they're not qualified. So we wouldn't count that. So what's the booking to qualified lead rate? Uh, ours was 15% after we made the tweaks, that was 21%. So it went up seven per six and a half, seven percent And that's a difference of about a half a million dollars over the course of the year. So that's pretty substantial. So if you have a call booking process and you have to fill out an application, you have to fill out questions to book the call. That means some people that fill out the questions aren't qualified and we just screen them there. Cause it's like, Hey, this is, isn't a good use of your time or my time. Either they're just not a best fit client or they're too early or they're too advanced. or they're just not in the sweet spot of people we can help. So, okay. So we know we need to look at that assessment the application and judge its effectiveness based on the number of people that booked the call and the number of people that we pitched. That's the main number we look at there. Let's say last quarter we look at it, we're like 14%. That seems low. We don't have a great benchmark because we never looked at it within that paradigm before, but let's say, all right, we look at it historically and well, it's been 20%. Now it's 14%. How do you know what to tweak? Like what do you do with the number? I got a 14% number and how do I improve that? What are some things, questions you asked yourself? How do you know what questions to adjust? Yeah. So one other thing that I looked at in, in addition to booking to SQL was show up rates as well. Um, we did have some auto screening on the old application. So like as, as an example, if they say they're not going to show up to the call, like they're auto screened, obviously. Um, so that was a, a, your question about how do you know when you need to, I would, I would look at booking to SQL for our case and also show up rates. Mm -hmm. um, but and if you have low show up rate, or if you have a high no-show rate, like a lot of people book calls and don't show up, would that trigger a maybe you need to have a qualifying question or two that just auto-screens that kind of person out? If there's a yeah. certain group of answers to a question on the application or the, you know, the application to book a call or on the call booking process that makes it almost for sure this person won't show up, then like just screen them out at that point. Is that correct? Yeah, and it's really easy to find what that is. You can just go back through all the missed calls, like sort of cross-reference all of their questions, their answers to all the, the screening questions, and see which one is, is the one that, that actually leads to them not showing up. Okay, uh, that makes sense. That. What was that question for us? Um, Steve, so the old questions, the first question was, are you going to show up? <laughs> which is, that's auto-screened, obviously. Uh, and then the the rest were more of like, how important is it to grow now? What's the goal of the call? Uh, how much do you have to invest in your business? Um, that one was auto screened as well. Like if they said nothing. Um, Which one? How much do you have to invest in your business? Yeah. So we give them that like, 
zero, and then we give them ranges of like five to 10K, one to 5K, et cetera. Um, but our situation was a little unique because we really do have a limited number of clients that we can work with um, every month yeah. because of our staff. And then we also had a limited number of salespeople to take like 1700 calls in a quarter. <laughs> so yeah. like the, the sales guys needed to be able to prioritize who the quality leads were. And there's really no way to know uh, who, who they were. Um, so it's not a lead scoring system, but it is like, uh, sort of the first step in that where a sales guy can look at his calendar, look at the answers to their questions and know, okay, this is a really good lead. Um, you know, I need to make sure I'm on, you know, not that they wouldn't be on time to other calls, but, um, so yeah, that was the big thing for us is SQL rate is dropping sales guys are sort of overwhelmed with all these calls. How do we prioritize who to talk to and screen out people who probably aren't good fits? Okay. So you see the numbers. How, do you, how did you decide what to do? How did you decide what questions to change in order honestly, to get a better SQL rate and a higher show up rate? Yeah, honestly, I went to probably 10 companies who have a similar funnel to us and looked at their applications. Um, and obviously like didn't directly steal anything from, from any of those people, but just kind of like see how they're framing, um, like see how they're framing their applications, what like, platforms they're using, whether it's like in type form or in like a scheduler. Um, so I went through and just made like a quite like 20 questions and then just started eliminating um, the ones to get it down to, you know, eight to 10. Um, so that was like the first step. Yeah. Did the best fit client profile feed into this at all? Yeah. Yeah, it did actually. Um, Cause part of like, part of looking at what was working before and the, the application, we figured it would be, that question, like, how much do you have to invest in your business? Like people have more money, they're going to buy. But that actually didn't turn out to be the case. Um, and looking at the best fit client profile, which was, we identified our best fit clients as uh, course creators and coaches and consultants. Um, they were people that like, maybe didn't have a ton of revenue, but they like really wanted to work with someone who had, who had done what they have done before, which, which was us. So that's the reason we came up with the question that really moved the needle, which was, why should we work together? Um, essentially asking people to pitch themselves to us, um, which, you know, some people would call like a scarcity tactic. It's not for us because we really have to like choose who we're going to work with. Yeah. Um, yeah. So two, it sounds like two of the most important questions we ask on an application are one, are you going to show up? If they say no, then, we cancel the call. <laughs> if you literally say you're not going to show up when you book a call, like there's no chance you're going to show up to the call. We actually tested that. I was kind of curious if they said no, if they still show up and they don't. Um, second one is why should we work together? And I think we found that length of answer to that question was the number one indicator of whether they would buy or not. If they have a three word answer, want to grow business, not going to buy. If they wrote seven paragraphs explaining it, very high chance they're going to buy. Like those two questions seem like the most important that we ask currently. Is that accurate? Yeah, um, I would say so. We actually added one more that was that the, the sales team actually requested, which was, what are you hoping to get out of this call? Mm. Um, so it, it just kind of helps them um, with like researching beforehand and things like that. Um, they can like come ready to talk about marketing plans and different growth, growth ideas and stuff like that based on that answer. 
but yeah, the number number one question was like, why why should we work together? And um, people were like literally typing in, "I'll be your next like great case study," <laughs> you yeah. know. Like, uh, so it was pretty cool. If you were advising a client of ours who had a similar type of funnel, a sales call driven sales process, you know, use partnerships and whatnot to generate leads. They send emails to their list every week to build a relationship and uh, teach them. And then the number one call to action they have at it isn't to buy a course or whatever. It's to book a call with us so we can talk and see if we're a good fit to work together. If you were advising three clients right now, we're on a call and they're like, all right, I think I need to improve my SQL rate and improve my show up rate. How can I do that? What would, what would your answer be to that question? Yeah, I'd say the first step would be identifying who your best uh, fit customers are um, and taking that information, <clears throat> identifying, you know, a list of here's, here's my best customers, 50 best customers, and then going back and seeing exactly how they answered your questions when they came in. Because mm -hmm. um, that's where you're going to learn the most. Like you come up with some patterns of like, okay, our best fit clients, they said this to this question, this to this question. Um, and then you can like use that to inform the new application that you write because the goal, sh you know, shouldn't be let's book 5,000 calls. It should be like, let's get qualified people. So I wouldn't, I would say like, don't be afraid to ask too many questions um, and, and like too many long form questions even because I think giving people the space to write uh, helps both the, the sales team qualify and then also like marketing learn from um, what they're, what they're saying if they end up being, you know, in that best fit group. I like that process. So step one, identify your best fit clients. We have another episode we filmed uh, or recorded about that, the whole process. Go back to your answers to previous applications you've gotten and look at their answers to that and then use those questions to inform the new app you write. And a few questions you might, if you have a coaching consulting agency type of setup, some stock questions you might consider asking no matter the business type or no matter the best fit client is, why should we work together? What are you hoping to get out of this call? And will you show up for the call? Like those three seem like pretty much no matter who you're working with or who your best fit client is, those three work. And maybe out of the best fit client research, you could pull one or two others that, that seem, because I think the goal of the application is to let me ask you that. Like, what is the goal of the application? There's probably several internally and externally, but like, what's, how do you see, yeah. How do you, what is the goal of the application process? I think there's two goals. First would be giving the, the sales team a way to qualify leads on the front end before a call. And then number two, giving marketing data in, in the re recurring process of um, refining your best fit client profile. So like we can continually go back and look at our best fit clients, go back and look at their answers, like the kind of wording they use, all that kind of stuff. And that will inform all of our messaging and positioning, but also future versions of the application. I'm going to add a couple things to that. I like what you said, giving sales team a way to qualify leads, giving marketing the data they need to refine the best fit client profile. Two additional to add that. Uh, and maybe one step higher level, I'm not sure, but book qualified clients for the sales team. Like that's the functional purpose of it. Right. And I think there's another component that the application has a hand in doing. It's not probably the predominant one, but it does frame clients up to be ready to buy from us. Mm -hmm. 
because we could have like we didn't get more bookings to increase SQL rate, but more people that booked bought more people turned into clients. And I think part of that was the question, why should we work together? Thinking about that and writing an answer to that got them more like they convinced themselves to buy or move themselves further to the yes line by writing that out. So I think there's a purpose of the application that gets them ready to buy from you. And the questions you ask can frame them up in a way that does that, or it frames them up in a way that like makes them become tire kickers. I think that the application probably pushes one way or another, it can push you closer to tire kicker or closer to best fit client. So I think that question kind of does that. So this is interesting. Um, how often should someone audit their application? I would say at least once a quarter, like we're, we're actually planning to audit ours again this quarter yeah. um, just because things shift all the time. Like COVID happened. No one knew what was going to happen with COVID. And now we're like in the summer and like, you know, things might be slower. Like, so I think you, you, you monitor um, one thing that I've seen. Here's a good practical example. The, the example of um, why should you work with us? Part of the wording is, what separates you from other businesses that have applied? Like we've, you know, we, uh, we can only work with so many clients per month. We've had some people writing in saying, well, I don't know who else has applied. So I can't answer that question. Yeah. So like that probably, we need to audit that and probably change that language just because we've seen, you know, maybe 10 replies that have said something like that. So I think just like constantly monitoring um, how people are answering that. And then monitoring, you know, the show up rate as well, because you, you mentioned like it, that question primes them, gets them further along in the buyer, buying journey. It also creates a little bit of, um, it, it creates a little bit of like, they feel like it's more, more of an important call. If they miss it, like they're further down in line. Um, so I think it has an effect on the show up rate as well. So when you go back to audit the application in a month or so, what will you specifically look for? Yeah. Uh, well, specifically I'll look always reference back to our best fit client profile. Yeah. Start there. Uh, but specifically I'll look at our show up rate, our booking to SQL rate, um, cross reference that with past months and just make sure like it, there is a application problem and not something else going on. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and mainly for us, that will be the booking to SQL rate. Yeah. Um, and a big, a big like feedback too for marketers is syncing with the sales team to mm -hmm. see like what they're hearing, um, see if they have suggestions, like what, what question would help you guys most, like either be more prepared for the call or like go in feeling like you have some sort of an advantage because uh, you have this information. I think that's really important too that a lot of people overlook. That's so, really you don't like that because because every quarter or even every month even you could look at the answers that you're getting and make sure they're actually the questions are worded in a way that gets to list the answer you want versus getting 10 plus answers in a week that are like the questions probably not worded all that well so that's obvious adjustment you could ask your sales team what would better help you here they could give suggestions to that um you could look back at best fit client profile so look over assessment and ask yourself like are these the best questions to um, get these people to raise their hand or to get the people almost like this to push over into that. Um, like those are probably good questions you could ask of that application on a fairly regular basis to improve it. Yep. Cause quarter after quarter, you're going to, you're going to be able to identify new best fit clients. Um, yeah. that you can learn from as well. 
should you tweak the application if your numbers are good? <laughs> um, to improve it? I mean, that would be the goal. If your numbers are, if we're at 30% booking SQL, I was like, well, can we get to 35? Are there things like, yeah. would you do that or would you only do it if you have problems? I would say like, I don't think that that's a, a bad practice. I, I would say like, I would look at it to see, okay, say we have eight questions and our numbers have gone up and you know things are going well. What questions could I eliminate or test to eliminate that um, maybe increase the amount of, like decrease the friction of the form, um, but don't impact the, uh, the lead quality? Or, or like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're not gonna, uh, we're gonna get more leads in the door because there's less friction. But our numbers are going to stay the same in terms of lead quality. So. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's I would probably say that would be a dance good between thing. volume and quality. And there's some you just kind of move it where you need it at the time, or ideally you try to do both. But sometimes that can be an either or. Yeah, right. That's good. Thanks yeah. for the time, man. This is good. Yeah, no problem. It's fun. Appreciate you. See you.